Good day, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're here with Brandy Joy, the voice to be reckoned with. And we have a special guest by the name of Shanae Jackson. Shanae is here to talk to us about her nonprofit organization, Squad. So let's listen up. You don't want to miss. everyone welcome to my show i have a great guest and an old-time friend with me here today by the name of shanae jackson shanae how are you today i'm great thank you for having me today yes most definitely most definitely so guys today shanae is here with a very important message for our parents and also shanae has a non-profit organization that she's going to tell us about too right shanae Yes, I am. So thanks for having me again, girl. Hi, Brandy, and hi, Anchor World. Um, So I am the founder and CEO of a nonprofit squad. And what we do is we try to inform the people in our community on resources um, that can help better improve their lives. Um, Growing up, one thing that I've heard people always say is that they didn't know, they had no idea, or they were not aware. So my goal in life is these resources to the community through events, through collaborations with other events, through school events, through anything that's going on in the community or by hosting our own events. We um, try to connect with parents, um, children, everyone um, through our monthly workshops, through advocating. We do so much stuff that we're just um, growing our list of what we want to do in our program. But um, our main focus is definitely the kids because they are our future. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, Shanae, can you tell us how um, you became inspired to um, to come up with Squad? And how, how did you, well, I guess you got the name because I, I mean, I, I read the, you know, the acronym, whatever. But how did you decide that this was what you wanted to do? Um, well, Ever since I was in the third grade, I knew I wanted to be an advocate. Um, My mom really had us involved in um, reading and our education and promoting that. So I was heavily involved in Black history and Black studies because that's all I know is my Blackness. So um, seeing what we go through as African-Americans and what we endeavor through the days, it was just like, what can I do to be more... um, of a help in the community. And as I got older, um, through schools, through my child, just through life, um, I've got involved in different um, organizations, different committees, different councils, um, either my son's school where we met Miss Brandy, E-R-I-L, through the (laughs) San Diego Regional Center. I sat on their um, board of directors, sat on Neighborhood House Association for a couple years. And um, working through some other boards in San Diego County that I won't mention right now because I'm still in the process. And um, don't, but um, um, just being involved in that, I see the area where people are um, wanting help in. And I said, well, how can I be more of a change? And I said, you know what? To me, squad was like, it's a squadron. We're there for each other. We build. It's like, the military but I think of it more like a militia we stand strong to help each other and we have to have each other's back so with squad it was an extra you for 
strengthen quality, uniqueness, unity, and determination. We all have our own strength and um, our qualities that we hold. We're unique in our own different way. We have our own stories that, um, you know, make us as a person and um, why we fight for what we live for today. And um, we're all determined to make a change in our community. And I felt anybody that wanted to be a part of a squad or wanted to be involved basically wants to make a change and those are the people that I try to have around and I keep around and we try to grow because each one to each one if we can all come together we can all make a change but we have to want to come together first and you know squad we're building you know we started off small but we're building and we get bigger and I want to make it a bigger name out in the community because the events that we do do you know, Ms. Brandy, we did it for three years at our old school. Um, we had a lot of parents and kids come together and they loved it just to have that unity of our people and the community together yep. as a safe place. That's very, very, very much needed in this um, day and age. I call it yeah. the Trump era, you know, not to get too political, but <laughs> it is what it is. And, and we yeah. kind of need that right now. Definitely do. Definitely do. People want to know they that their communities are being thought about, you know what I mean? and looked at and you know cared cared about you know and they want to step out into their own communities and and be able to you know participate you know exactly and not have that fear exactly exactly no they're not alone and they have people that are you know what i mean right there with them exactly and yeah. what squad is we love to take input from the community what it is that what is it that you want to see when we had our first community um health fair it wasn't more of a here this is what we have it was more of a this is what we have to offer but what is it that you can give back to us what feedback is it that we need so that we can bring it to y'all to the community exactly you know it isn't here we're not just showing it to say hey we did the thing yay we're done no it's we're here we're hearing what you have to say. We're going to take that in and we're going to bring it back to you. Exactly. Yeah. Because there's one living in the community. So, you know, they know better than us. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Yep. That's why I really appreciate being able to uh, have the platform of my show. So, you know, I can use it as, for instance, for you, you know, talking about the foundation and getting it out there and also going to the communities and being able to not just, you know, take back, you know, the feedback and we could also make it worldwide, you know, and spread it all over the, the nation, you know. Absolutely. Through. You got to start yeah. somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. I mean, I, I can say people that Sinead Jackson is the business. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've had, you know, the the journeys and ventures that, that we went on. They're, they're very epic you know we made history you know when we went to the uh capital you know and we got some laws you know in place actually went for the first time and then the, the things we took they actually put on the table and passed absolutely <laughs> you know i don't really tell too many people about that i i do here and there but nobody really picks up on it you know <laughs> i don't have any horns or anything but i'm like that's pretty amazing you know to experience yeah. You know, and I thank you for that. You, you know, change I mean? laws for the state. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it's like if you're gonna be, but you know, if you're gonna complain about something or want to see change, then you've got to do something. You got to be a part of. You got to vote. If you're not willing to do any of those things, then probably should take several seats. 
If you're not going to be the change you want to see, then don't get mad about the process that's going to be. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Most definitely. And you're awesome, um, Shanae. And just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, You know, I always rock with you because I know that you're, I know what you're about. And I know that you're about empowerment, betterment, change, and not just for yourself, but you want to, you bring, you know what I mean? Whoever you can with, with you, you want to build up, build each other up. Absolutely. For the people, by the people. Exactly. That'd be an example for our kids. (laughs) Yes, Mm ma'am. Yes, yes. And Today, speaking of our kids, which are very important because they're the future, we're doing all this for them because we're not going to be here forever. We're going to need them to take care of us. Exactly. <laughs> so we we, we got to get get them going here. And um, I know that Shanae and I have been discussing, you know, a lot about you know the bullying project and mental health. And I know that Shanae, you uh, wanted to uh, deliver a strong message out here for people and especially parents. Absolutely. You know, I was bullied when I was younger and it was hard to, you know, want to express myself to my mom because I knew how my mother was. My mother is a baby boomer. So you get nothing but the toughness with that. But my mother was also my biggest advocate. When I let her know what was going on, it was her at the school speaking with the principals, her speaking with the teachers, her walking in and saying, you know, enough's enough. Nothing's going to get past me. And it was my mom who let me know that I have to stand up for my child. Like she stood up for me. And with this bullying epidemic, it's really, really sad because I don't think this is something that we really heard of, you know, 20, 30 years ago. It wasn't as big, but now it's, it's to the point where we have people killing themselves, people killing others, people just wanting to be non-existent because of the existence of being bullied. Mm-hmm. And it's really sad. And um, we could always say, well, you know, maybe the kid needs to do this or maybe the child needs that or maybe it's the children. And, and it's like, you know what? We could always keep pointing our finger at the kid or the child. But at the end of the day, we're the parents that had that child. Yeah. And we have to step in and intervene. And we have to say, you know what? What's going on? Are we not saying enough? Are we not listening enough? Are we not doing enough to be active in what's going on with our children? Um, are we so caught up in our day that we don't see the signs or we're just not focused or we could care less? Or are we just more of, you know, you got to suck it up, kiddo, and you got to go to school and toughen it out? Yeah, I hear that a well, lot. We got to slow down our days and we got to listen to our children. Yeah. Mothers, we've carried these children nine months, ten months. Fathers, you've seen your child being carried nine, ten months. We can wait nine, ten minutes to speak to our child and ask what's going on with their day and understand if there's something that's going on and and read their body language and their cues and you know and just and just question dig dig a little deeper because on the surface it's all good you know everything that glitters ain't gold though so we need to really crack into our child and explain you know 
if something's going on, it's okay. It's not a bad thing. You're not going to get in trouble. If something's going on, let's try to fix it. Yeah. If something's going on, we are going to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. I think as parents, we need to install into our children that it's okay to have that conversation. Yeah. It doesn't make less of a kid. You know, we have this. I know in the African-American culture, it's just like, you know, you can't cry as a man. Yeah, exactly. You got to fight back. Mm-hmm. Don't act weak. You got to fight them back. Who cares? Fight. You better fight them. And with technology, we have all these recorded fights. It doesn't help. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. And the thing that bothers me about it is, you know, my son's been dealing with it. And I'm not going to sit here and tell him let let these uh let people put hands on them because i know for damn sure i'm not gonna let anybody put hands on me but the whole thing with it is where where i where i see the issue is how many times is he gonna have to keep fighting you know what i'm saying Uh, it's one thing when somebody is hitting you or attacking you and you defend yourself but when is some change gonna happen is he gonna have to do this every day and then that's my issue it's like what is a school or you know what I mean, or wherever you know. Nine times out of ten, it's 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 at school. What are they gonna do to 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 make it better? To where you know what I mean something's got to give because if I send my son to school every day and he's fighting, well, what's that gonna happen? What's gonna happen? He's gonna be what suspended or he just uh, it's just gonna be a, a waste because he's not gonna be able to focus on education. You know what I mean? Because he's in the office just just recently before I took him out. He had all these uh, tardies, and I was getting calls of truancies, and it was because he was going, he was doing what they they were asking him to do. If this happens, come and let us know. You know, that's why he really didn't get any consequences because these things were out of his control. He was approached or attacked or whatever it may be, and he did the right thing and he went and told somebody. But that's time taken away out of class. So if this is what he has to do every day: go to school, fight somebody off, go sit in the office then what do I have him there for? And then at the risk of what, what things don't always go right. You know, kids fight, accidents happen. There was just a kid that went back to school after these bullies got suspended and then they hemmed him up and they they beat him up and they uh, kicked him, I think in the side or the stomach or something. And then he, he got to the hospital, he passed away, you know, just, just from fighting. There was a kid that fell down, hit his head and he didn't make it, didn't make it that's when you know the school has failed if your child has to go to school every day to fight it is the school's responsibility to intervene and step up Mm -hmm. if they're not doing it then they need to be punished yeah that's where i'm saying too like when do they have take responsibility for these actions because we send our kids to them and they they're supposed to you know keep them safe to it at any measures to all measures there shouldn't be any gray line you know matter there it's like no you say you got all these people you know on staff and everybody's out here doing duty then where's where's you at, where are you at on duty when whenever this is happening with my son at the same time every day where's that adult at they told me they said uh well you know how kids are you tell them not to do something and they do it i said no i know i i don't i don't know but i do know that you have to teach children you have to put things in place teach them how to treat one another we have to actually be active be proactive you just can't say keep your hands off each other do this do that you have to show them absolutely so yeah that's that's what's going on and, and it terrifies me 
that my son has to put himself in these situations and to be told that he doesn't have the right to defend himself, I find that very hard to believe that an adult said. Because, you know, it's it's really sad to say, and I know I'm going to sound like I'm beating a dead horse, but in this society, especially with our African-American children, they're very overlooked. The, and I have to explain to people sometimes this prison of pipeline, it is very real. It is very true. Mm-hmm. And very existent. And I also sit on the district advisory committee. I never hear topics about bullying. It's never wow. brought up. People don't bring it up. All I hear about is the L cap. How much is this going to cost per child? How much are we going to give per child? It's always about the money. Mm-hmm. You got to follow the money. Only time students are of topic is when we're counting the numbers and we're counting the statistics. Mm-hmm. And you already know how the statistics look. These people are doing good and these people are doing poorly. And guess who are doing poorly? African-American children. Yep. Oh, man. African-American, Hispanics, homeless, and disabled. Mm-hmm. I could give you all reasons why they would be, but nobody would believe me. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I've been sitting on this board for three years, and you're telling me, oh, well, we're finding ways. We've been trying to find ways for three years on how to help, so, quote-unquote, these kids. I don't want to call them these kids because they're, they have names. But no one wants to do anything. We're always coming up with great ideas, great ideas, but no execution on how we're really going to handle the problem. Right. Talking to talk, but not walking the walk. Exactly. And I finally heard one parent give an answer, give an explanation on how we can help. And it was, well, I wish I could help my child, but I don't know what Common Core is. I don't know what this is. I don't even know what my child is learning. Right. So that lets you know, dang, we're trying to teach the kids, but we really got to teach the parents, too. That's exactly. We just like, think that they they should know. Because, I mean, shoot, I, I, I'm i a parent, and I don't really be knowing. But, you, you know what I mean? I'll be trying to follow, read between the lines. And, yes, I, I work at a school, you know, but uh, uh, he's a what, seventh grade. Yeah. The <laughs> system know? is totally different. We didn't have a common core. We no. have no child left behind. <laughs> Right, and exactly. Pass regardless if you pass. <laughs> right now they got all this other complicated stuff. You know what I mean? And they failed to see that they have to educate uh, parents too, so we know what's going on, so that we can uh, support our children. You know what I mean? But it all it also takes the parent, like you said, that one parent spoke up to say, "What's this? Can you explain this to me? What are they learning? I don't know what this is. They didn't have this back in my day." You know, so I, I sit back and I wonder why parents are more involved. I can't completely say it's the schools because I know that if I have a child that's somewhere half of the day that I barely even see them, I'm going to be all up in that place as much as possible. So I know where, where, where you at, who's teaching you, what type of people you're around. Can I do I like them? Are they being good to you? You know what I mean? They're going to know my face. Am I? Exactly. <laughs> well, you this know. day and age, you got parents both parents one parent are both parents and guess what they're doing they're working to make ends meet yeah especially in california you gotta at least have a full-time job and a half yeah, and that's yeah. being 100 honest yeah totally totally get it totally get it so it's just like in between working and, and coming home and it you better have a car guess what that's going to be longer 
So, and then you gotta do the the house duties, you know, cook, clean, homework with the kids today, make sure the kids cool, make sure the homework's done, but then it's just like you gotta turn around and go back to sleep. So how much are you gonna focus on that? Are you just gonna say, Hey, get it done? We gotta get this yeah. done. Do something, yeah. produce something, and, something. <laughs> and you remember too that that important conversation we have to do is check in with our kids every day and see how the day, you know what I mean went and you know so we catch those signs or see what's going on with kids they don't know it when you talk to them they say a lot they let you know a lot without them even knowing they let you know a lot absolutely <laughs> absolutely but but mm-hmm. schools need to intervene more I know that teachers are very underpaid and overworked I get that yeah. but you're always going to have parents like you or me saying hey where do you need us at just give us the resources and the tools and we'll come up with something to get the parents engaged to get them to understand what we're trying to ha- understand about our children so yeah. if you give me the space Best believe we can make something happen. I believe while going through the school year, there needs to be a weekly parent meeting where parents are learning what their children are going to be going over. Exactly. And maybe uh, I know in middle schools and high schools, they have a parent portal, but you know, something. Yeah, but something more accessible to where everyone can reach it, like, you know, Messenger or something. And it's just like, hey, this is what the kids are learning. And Mm -hmm. this is how we're going to go over it. And this link will explain how to go through it so that, you know, problem by problem, you'll understand while your child is understanding. And it's just, we need, we need like a, a, what is it? A teach me for dummies for parents. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, because um, they didn't have all this back you know, when I was coming up, but what they did have was parent involvement and, yeah. uh, you know, the, the parent committee and, and all that stuff. So, I mean, I, I don't I don't understand why that schools don't seem to be, uh, you know, I don't know if it's all. It might not. It might might I could just be talking outside of my face. Maybe they do. I don't know all schools, but I hear a lot of people that say that that they don't really receive too much, you know, parent engagement you know on the school school's part so I don't understand I don't know why not or is everybody just more focused on the stuff that really don't matter <laughs> it could, it possibly could be whereas I my son's last school it was a lot of advertisement about it but no response for people wanting to get involved but then you know we took a survey of art school and we learned you know it was a language barrier people aren't going to understand what this is if they can't even read what it is that's true that's true so what you're saying there is there's what they're lacking uh by um translate translator or just having a a whole nother meeting in place for people that don't know yes english yes yeah but that could be very well taken care of because parents if you start ahead of time and you reach out you'll find so many volunteers that will come up come in and they will help you train them or give them information and they will volunteer and they will speak to the parents that don't know you know what i mean english and i mean it's a village you just got to be willing to reach out to the village you know yeah and we solved that problem by opening a separate committee for english language learners and advertising that in a different language and it's it's doing better that's good that's good Definitely, so, we definitely got to keep keep that going, and we should definitely 
talk about that more too, like making sure that everybody feels comfortable when it comes to parent involvement, feel like they're, when they read something, it's talking to them too. Like, okay, they involve, they including, because we have to remember that everybody's not English speaking or, or whatever. Maybe we just got to consider the fact that we are, we have different cultures. Yeah. Cultural competency and cultural intelligence Mm -hmm. and being culturally diverse is something that the higher ups who are running the system don't understand. You got Betty DeVoy, who runs the education department, who knows nothing about what it is to be a teacher, a counselor, a principal, Mm -hmm. deciding our kids' future. You got Mm -hmm. principals who don't even want to teach, who don't even want to be around kids being principals. That's crazy. That's so, so crazy to me. And it, I'm, it's, I'm baffled, you know what I mean? Because it's like, what, what do you say? What do you, what can you, can't really do much about that, but just take your, be more a part of, you know what I mean? Do as much as if you can do for the lack yeah. of others, which, which is fine, you know what I mean? But, and you know what? Creating, creating town halls and opening the subject to more people in the community and getting their input. And you know, wherever there's a voice, there can be a bill (laughs) that's what I always say when you get the voice of the people together you know you can create stuff in place for the whole you know there might be more people in your situation you remember my son was bullied too and I had to go through that I had to learn from the kids about the situation it was hard when you're going through it because then I reflected on what I went through and you know for them to go through it as they're older it's harder too because it's just like you don't want them to develop this attitude where it's them against the world and now they're outwardly mad at the wrong people and doing things Mm -hmm. they shouldn't do based off what they're going through so you know we we just gotta rally up some more folks and you know if I told you we if we got to take some papers and picket fences and head down to the board and let them know that we're here and we have a voice and we're sticking up for our children and fighting against bullying, then that's what we have to do because no child should be having to defend, defend themselves mm-hmm. every day. Being tormented, you know, scared tormented. school. It's like, what are they going to school for if they're not even going to learn? If they're terrified, they should feel safe. Exactly. And the school is supposed to provide that safety because as parents, we have an agreement with that school and we drop our child off for them to be safe. Mm -hmm. Yep, pretty much. And and that is what they're to do. And we need to hold them to it even more. You know, like parents kind of just let school slide. And it's like, you really think about it. That's a lot of kids. No matter what, the the kids are always going to outnumber the staff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you have to be on it. So as parents, you have to really, we have to really think like, is my child, you know what I mean? You ha- I know that we work and we're busy and all that, but as much time as you can get, just like the parent portal, I actually do appreciate because the parent portal, he'll, Brandon, he'll have it all the way through senior year. And I can hop mm-hmm. on there and I'll see everything that he did that day. The teacher assigned them. Me and the teacher can communicate through the, through the portal that way. I could check in right then and there and say, what's he doing? You know, it tells me, you know, if he's tardy, if he's that, I ask him what a homework assignment is. And he'd say, don't know, don't got one. Bull crap. See it right here. You know what I mean? And also said that you were X, Y, Z. And so I do appreciate that. You know what I mean? So those are one of the ways where, you know what I mean? We could communicate more because we are pretty busy. Teachers are busy. Teachers don't get paid enough, you know, and shots out to the one that dedicate their time and, 
and and everything they have to to give you know our children what they need so and being that extra hand and ear Mm -hmm. because you got some great teachers out there yeah yeah we need those counselors back in place, like at schools, because we can't put everything on the teacher. Sometimes the teacher got to be a teacher, the counselor, and which is always going to come with it, you know. But sometimes that teacher has to completely stop the whole class, you know what I mean? Not saying that you don't want to, but you got like 13, 14, 15 others, and we need to be able to have, you know. I know when I was coming up, there was the counseling office, and it was just for that. Mm-hmm. And you teachers' aids. <laughs> mm-hmm. Aids, you know what I mean? Because the teachers got to teach. It takes a village. You know what I mean? You have to, when it comes to kids, you can't take no shortcuts. Yeah, and I, I recommend or challenge every parent to spend one hour a week or even every two weeks at your child's school or in class to help a teacher. If every parent did that, we probably wouldn't need teacher aides. A lot of behaviors would be deflected because when Mm -hmm. parents get on campus, kids get excited. Kids calm down. Mm -hmm. Listen. And you know what? Kind of like when their parents, you know, come for the right reasons. (laughs) Exactly. Right reasons. Mm -hmm. But also our father's males step up to the plate spend at least an hour in the classroom you don't know how many lives you can change by having your presence there even if it's not their child presence we did have a student that her that uh father would come around a a lot and saw how the the male the children in general but the male you know i mean how that was important you know for them and how they took to it too you know and how it, it just it just really helped it felt more it was even a feeling like a feel more feeling of safety it, it wasn't just for the kids it it was it helps you know it helps the staff exactly because you never know what's going on behind closed doors with that child exactly. and it's such a high epidemic of fatherless homes that one one male that's just involved in a child's life can change a child's outcome so much yeah all it takes is that male involvement yeah yep all it takes doesn't matter this is one of those things that nothing can separate it has nothing to do with race culture anything it's just involvement <laughs> for sure for sure Foundation, Stop the Pain, No More Bullying. It's inspired by all the hearts that are shattered and broken from youth that didn't allow someone or give themselves a chance to get the help that they needed to deal with the pain that they were going through due to bullying. Some children felt the need that they needed to get out. They needed to get out badly enough that they took their own lives. This should be a clear, clear message to the nation. What are we missing? What did we miss? What message are we giving these children? That there isn't enough that we have put in place that that would even be an option. What is going on? at home 
Are we moving too fast? I'm missing all the signs and things that are going on with our children. We must stop. We must take the time out. I get it. I know the days are busy. I know that you can't do everything, especially if you're a single parent or even if not. But we have to work to make ends meet, to support our children and to take care of them. I get it. But what's the use of all of that if they're in so much pain that they don't even want to be here anymore? What I'm saying is there's always time, no matter what, to stop in that day and to check in with your child. If it's 10, 5, 15, break it up in increments, there's time. If you get home late in their sleep, you go in there and you wake them up. Do what you need to do. Letting them know that they have that to look forward to when you come home. And maybe that would be something that could make a difference in how we support our youth and support our children. But we have to. We have to take that time out. I told somebody once, do you stop and you use the restroom? You have to stop sometimes and some people, you know, get a beverage, whatever that may be, and drink it. Well, hey, when you got that beverage, pick up that phone. Call your child or sit with your child. When you're uh, using the restroom, there's go some time right there. Whatever you got to do, do it. We're not looking for excuses. We're not looking for perfection. What we are looking for is a safe place and a safe way for our children. Please, let's stop the pain. No more bullying. And yes, towards checking in with our children at all costs. This is Brandy Joy, a voice to be reckoned with. And I plead to you, pay attention, pay close attention. Because we have to let our youth know. The taking their own lives is never an option. For anyone, it's never an option. Thank you.